Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. Today we're doing something slightly different um, because I'm going to discuss something that I've been holding off on for quite some time and that is finishing the comics uh, of Star Wars. So that sounds a bit weird. What do I mean by that? Um, well, I, um, I was very busy the past few years um, I'm very busy still, but I, I found myself with more time more recently because of change of career, etc. And basically, long story short, Star Wars comics come out once a month, and there's a few issues. I think there's like four mainline series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then some kind of extra special events and stuff. And so I was always be behind because what I waited for in the past was for the Star Wars Omnibus to come out. And then I would purchase that on the Marvel Comics app. Now, that changed a little bit when I got Marvel Unlimited as well. So not only did I have more time um, to actually read the comics, and not only did it mean that I actually paid more attention to when they released, um, I had the Marvel Unlimited app, which means that I can, for around £8 um, a month, I can access pretty much the entire backlog of Marvel and Star Wars comics um from like the last however many years up to about three months prior to the current day so it's very a lot easier to get the comics you want um because as well let me let me clarify marvel comics great app by the way i really did enjoy it but um the price of a single issue is about 2.99 but then when the um the omnibus would release it would be about 14.99 for six issues so i think it worked out you pay three three pounds for one so three times six about so three times six what's that gosh oh maths it, it's about it's about the same it's about just over it, it, it's a bit more expensive than um the omnibus was so i i usually waited for the omnibus because i wasn't in a huge rush to read the comics they don't bear on as much as you'd think even though they are some of the more interesting characters and storylines in star wars at times um but yeah so so long story short i left it behind for a long while and now i'm catching up marvel unlimited really helped with that is basically what i'm trying to say so finally we're here i've just read all of the mainline comics from 2020 up to 2023 may 2023 i think if i remember correctly so i'm done i'm kind of done for now um and yeah, so I thought I'd kind of discuss them a bit. I've got to be honest. Um, I found them interesting, all interesting in their own right. If I were to rank them, personally, I feel like the Darth Vader and um, Star Wars comics are still the better ones. Bounty Hunters thereafter. And I feel like Dr. Aphra has dropped off, dropped off, should I say, in a big way. I'm not as... Uh, I don't enjoy Dr. Afra as much as I used to. I think I enjoyed Afra a lot more when um, she had her original crew. I feel like the characters that they try and bring in now to coexist with her, whilst interesting to a, to a point, aren't as interesting as Triple um, uh, Zero um, and the droid, the droid, the astromech, which I'm forgetting right now, uh, Black Chrysanthemum, and when she teamed up with Vader all the time. Like That was more of an interesting period of dr afra um comics for me personally but don't get me wrong afra is still a really interesting character i'd love to see her expanded upon more maybe one day brought to live action etc etc but afra is definitely in my opinion the lesser of the, th the four comics 
um again bounty hunters thereafter that that's third um because i find that the bounty hunters comics started with talking about started with focus on bear alert violence and i like violence and i think he's an interesting character and i like like the focus on bosk and dengar and forlom and zuckus or four elom should i say no four elom or elom that's how you pronounce it um but I don't really like the the ancillary plot they seem to be having going on with the um the clans um in in that in that book and it's not it's not of interest to me. So that one not particularly great. Star Wars itself I really do enjoy because I feel like they explore the main cast of Star Wars, you know, Luke, Leia, etc., in a in a very um positive and uh interesting way really expanding those characters really adding to the stories that you see in the movies and um also giving more more time to characters like amelin holdo which i've always been a fan of amelin um uh, she's um prominent in the mo at the moment in the comics and you know stuff like that so um also it really expands on lando which you know we all we all we all love more lando content but the, the the magnum opus for me, I've got to be honest, and I, I feel like this is kind of cliche to say because I feel like a lot of people probably say this as well, but it is the Vader comics. And I've got to be honest, it's for no other reason than their ability to really dig deep into the lore of Anakin in dealing with Vader. A lot try to, a lot of like fiction and a lot of like fans and a lot of the movies really try and separate the two um even still even now that we kind of have this moment where we don't try and distance ourselves from the prequels quite so much um but this comic is all about the prequels impacting on Vader um and I love it I I think the, the best thing that they ever did for Vader as a character was introduce Sebe uh in, in this comic specifically it was introduce Sebe as um kind of like his foil I think she's a really interesting foil because he essentially sees in her not Padme exactly, but a relic, a reg a remnant, a part of Padme that's really interesting to kind of it's it's almost like an else world story without going to a multiversal outlet, if that makes sense. It feels like you've got Vera and Padme on the on the page, so to speak, in an imperial setting. Not exactly, because Sebe and Padme are different. But yeah, so I, I've got to be honest, my favorite is Vera. Um, with that said, I have to also make a mention of the big storyline that has been going across all of the comics in the past. I think it was like it was like the end of 2021 into 2022, and that was Crimson, the Crimson Dawn storyline. Um, and I know I'm behind on this, so I'm like I'm obviously very, very behind on this, but I, I want to make a comment on it because I think I've got to be honest. I feel like it's very, very much wasted potential. Uh, the beginning was actually quite interesting. This idea that Crimson Dawn were resurgent. They had certain links to these groups that we were all aware of. And atop all of that, that um, Kira had taken over and her goal was to eradicate the Sith, which was fair because, you know, Maul was her master for a bit, so to speak, um, as we saw at the end of Solo. And how that panned out Obviously, we don't know exactly because Maul died um, in Rebels, but but it would be interesting to see where that would go, right? Um, so the beginning was very interesting, but then it felt like it went off the rails a bit. 
it felt like I know what they were trying to do, and I get that they couldn't do it because obviously Kira couldn't kill Vader or Palpatine. But it feels like the story just became very, very ineffectual very, very quickly because they're trying to fill a gap. Um, they're trying to fill a gap um, in the story that essentially um, causes the story to be ineffectual. I, I keep saying the same thing. What I'm trying to say is that the Crimson Dawn story would have been better, I believe, in a situation where they could have potentially taken out a member of the Imperial government, like let's say a different moth, or the next grand moth that we've never heard about after Tarkin, for example, like if they're going after another grand moth, or if they're dealing with a governor of a planet, or, or, or a governor of a sector, or something like that. It felt like going for Palpatine and Vader was too high stakes for Crimson Dawn because it just made the whole thing pointless because you knew how it was going to, it was going to end badly. And they even played out the storyline that way. Like, they even said, oh, you know, this is how Crimson Dawn fought, fell in the first, like, issue of, like, Hidden Empire. I believe that's the one. So, like, oh, was it Crimson Rain? I forget. Which, whichever one it was, the, the last set of the, the story. And it, it, I don't know. I, I think it had such an interesting idea, and then it fell flat on it because what they wanted to do was try and imply that Kira was going after Palpatine and Vader, which you can't do because they're already locked in as to regards the fate. Um, I also think it could have been better if it was done as an attack on the Imperial Remnant at, or like an attack on the galaxy generally after um, Return of the Jedi. Uh, but I just felt it was a very weird thing to do and I, I, I don't necessarily hate it. I just think it, I came to the end of it and I was like, okay, moving on, you know? I don't know. I, I think the books tried to go too far with um, with that and i think they didn't succeed um it was almost gimmicky and that's that, that feels bad to say but it feels true because like it was like okay well how do we get all these characters from like how do we deal with the like how do we bring in the knights of ren to an earlier part of the, the star wars universe how do we bring in ochia bestoon how do we and also, it just like those characters who were part of Crimson Dawn or became part of Crimson Dawn that didn't feel quite right. Like um, Sly Moore being part of Crimson Dawn felt weird to me uh, because it felt like she was very much an adherent to Palpatine. So why is she working with Crimson Dawn? Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of things, and it's it's hard to it's hard to categorize it all because I think some some of it is simply just a feeling. Um, but yeah, I think that these comics can at times be very very outlandish and that's okay because comics are meant to be outlandish but um but yeah i i didn't mess with that whole overarching storyline so much um i also feel like the the reliance on the new thing is also very strong in the comics i don't know if it's so much true of everything else the books, not so much, I don't think, but like, for example, the Nile have been referenced like loads in these comics now. And it's like, okay, I get that this is your new thing that you've got and you want to tie into it a little bit. But like, I feel like sometimes if you create a new thing and then you try and populate it everywhere at once, uh, it gets weird. Like, for example, I, this, is, this is something that I noticed very much going through the High Republic, that suddenly there was a lot of Mickey characters in Star Wars, in the High Republic story. 
Like there's there's like I can think of two straight off the bat, but there's more. There's definitely more. And like it just feels like suddenly everyone wants to make Mickeyan characters in their stories. And it's like, okay, but that starts to feel weird, right? Starts to feel uncanny because why why have we suddenly got all these characters who are of the same um species just suddenly show suddenly showing up and being sort of relevant? Um which I know sounds weird to say, but it does kind of take you out of it because it's like suddenly like, oh well, we must push this for some reason. It's like it's like if suddenly because Ahsoka got popular or whatever, they brought in like ten different other Togruta characters. You'd be like, hello. It 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 just it doesn't. It feels almost synthesized, and I, I suppose that's my my issue with some things like this is that it has to feel natural when you pick a choice to do things like this. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to bring in the Nile because interesting. It has to be, I'm going to bring in the Nile because they're the best um, reason for this story that we're trying to tell. And some of it was fair that like the Nile having a, a, a like a um, engine that they needed to get to this place that was going to be interesting to discover. Yeah, cool. Okay, fine. But not like there's, there's like three different engines that show that are the Nile throughout like i think 10 issues of comics or something like that that might be a bit extreme but what i'm trying to say is i think that star wars falls into the habit too often of like this is our new thing let's go hard in on that instead of having multiple interesting things going on at once um but yeah so i'm very happy that i'm up to date now that's that's obviously a good thing um and the comics you can't take too seriously as i say because they are a bit different to um even the books, because um, the books take themselves generally a bit more seriously. And then, obviously, the, the shows and then the movies. Now, obviously, they're still canon, but like some discrepancy can be a little bit more allowable, so to speak. But yeah, I've got, I've got to be honest. I, I, think, I think I'm okay not racing to the comics again very soon. Like, I think I'm happy I'm up to date. But I think in the future, I'll just wait again. Like, I, I probably will wait another six months to a year and then pick up and read all, all, all the comics again. Because it felt like it was such an undertaking to begin with, like, from the start. But not just that, it felt like, because um, it was, like, 35 comics times four times plus 10. So, like, what? That's, like, 120 say 140 comics let's say in total because there was a few standalone issues for the war of the bounty hunters stuff as well also that wasn't a war the war of the bounty hunters was one of the most like don't get me wrong i didn't care for the later stuff from crimson dawn but war of the bounty hunters even though it was interesting to see the, these comics start to like tie into each other was very very dull because it felt like it was just i i, I it felt like every comic was retreading the same ground because they didn't want anyone to miss anything in case someone wasn't reading the other comics. And it's like, okay, I get it, but also I hate it, you know? Um, but anyway, I think I've rambled enough about comics. I just thought I'd make a little bit of an interesting, different video talking about the fact that I have finally caught up to date on Star Wars comics. Well, sort of up to date, nearly up to date, as close as up to date as I can be right now. Um, but yeah. Um, if I lost my uh, I lost my ability to speak for a second there. If you guys have read the comics, let me know what you think. If you guys are up to date, let me know what you think. Um, and if you're not, which one would be your favorite to read? Doctor Afra, 
more of the um not more of the bounty hunters bounty hunters um star wars itself or darth vader um i'd like to know which one's your favorite um yeah i think we'll leave it there guys thank you for watching slash listening and i'll speak to you later bye guys